Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves Podcast. You know, ultimately, what we explore on this podcast beyond relationships is the actual healing that's necessary to not just fully participate in a romantic relationship or a, a relationship with family or even with our children, but also a relationship with the world. You know, if we haven't healed, it can be hard for us to even be fully present in the moment, fully awake to the moment when our vigilance is getting in the way and that vigilance coming from a really beautiful place or us constantly processing the past or constantly fearing being abandoned or rejected because we haven't processed maybe our early childhood things that are going on and how much our relationship to all of these things is such a reflection of the work that we can do within ourselves. You know, I joke often, but also, you know, really, it's more about just explicitly stating that no matter what relationship we're in, whether it's with people or money or food or our bodies, that we are the common denominator in all of those things. And our relational outcomes really come back to what we're choosing, who we're choosing, how we're showing up. And this journey of inner healing, this journey to discover oneself, or I really like to think of it more that it becomes like a remembering. It's a familiarity. And maybe that's uncovering all the layers of conditioning that get us to finally be with our true selves, be present with our intuition, be present with just all the innate intelligence and wisdom that already exists within us. And today's episode is about exploring the different layers of healing and how 
our relationship to our bodies or our relationship to even what illness or dis-ease might be showing up in our bodies and how that can bring us into this beautiful journey or continue it. So today's episode is a deep dive into understanding all of that and how do we facilitate or begin that journey. Before we get into the episode, please, wherever you listen to this podcast, subscribe to it so you don't miss uh, an episode and share it if this one resonates with you or any do. I'm so appreciative if you share them just so other people can end up hearing the thing that they might need to hear. And if you could leave it a five-star review and a written review, that's so helpful to get it into more people's ears because ultimately that's what Spotify and iTunes and all those things do to decide whether something can be ranked at all. So I'm very appreciative when you take the time to do that. It moves it up the ranking, which gets it into more people's ears and all the things. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mark Groves Podcast. We obviously have a sort of special setup here, don't we? Extra special and saucy today. Extra special and saucy. (laughs) I've got my fiancé, Kylie McGroves, and I've got got Meg Crockett. Welcome. Hello. So great to be here with you both. So we're going to jam on healing. Right? This is what we're going to talk about. Health and healing. I like that. Where does the desire to talk about healing come from? Like, what? what is the source of... I mean, obviously, I'm like, well, I need healing, so <laughs> that's how I can dial this one in. Uh, but, like, where was your own personal motivations to navigate into this space of, of healing? Because healing is like a broad term. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally understand Where does this journey begin where you start to ask the question, what can I do to shift? What can I do to heal? And it usually, at least for me at the beginning of my journey came through what I call rock bottom moments. And some of you have heard a little bit about those rock bottom moments here on the podcast already. Um, But it gets to the point where it's like, I can no longer sustain this. I can no longer continue to walk down this path. I can no longer continue to act in these ways because they are no longer in service. And so for me, that has shown up in various ways on my path from IBS, SIBO, um, low energy, adrenal fatigue, stage three burnout. I mean, you name it. It was like the physical body was throwing up white flags and saying like, hey, something's off here. Um, trauma bonds. <laughs> not, I know I'm not looking at you, babe. Um, and the impact of how... I relate to myself specifically in terms of my mental and emotional inner dialogue, my energetic well-being, um, how all of these layers of the human experience play into my own sense of well-being and vitality. I am stubborn, so usually it takes me. (laughs) That's very true. It's so true. Well, I should say my personality or or parts of my ego are stubborn in, in that it takes sometimes a lot for me to change a lot for me to like shift out of old patterns and dynamics. However, when I'm pushed into those places and there's nothing else I can do, but change, I do it. 
sometimes reluctantly, sometimes a little more easily. And I'd say that for me, my journey with health and healing, uh, opening the door to examining the foods I eat and um, just noticing the shift in my overall well-being was likely the first place I started on my path. And then it's gone down every layer from there of like, okay, body, heart, soul, relationships, slowly but surely we'll figure it all out. Right. Like heading from the literal to the etheric in some ways. Um, Meg, what about you? Yeah. Health and healing. My, my favorite topic. Um, my journey with health and healing and coming home to my body, it was something I also resisted for a really long time. There were signals. My body was talking to me. I always say that, um, you know, when there's any kind of like symptom coming up in the body, it's just your body trying to alert you of something going on. But in our culture, we normalize so many things. There's a pill for everything. You know, if you're fatigued, you just drink coffee or you take this or, you know, it's common to have sleep problems. It's common to have pain during your cycle. There's just so many things that we've normalized. And I was just living out that imprint all the way up into my 30s. Um, I was so externally focused. I was constantly trying to um, really source belonging and safety from my external environment to a point that I was really disconnected within my own body. And I thought I was, I thought I was going after things that I wanted and that meant something to me. And they did at the time, but they were coming from this different place that was not, um, rooted in me, in my soul, in my actual being. It was all kind of out there. Um, so, I'm in my second professional life now as a health coach, but I started out in marketing and I lived in New York City. I moved there right after college and I was just living it up, doing all the things. Um, I had great jobs. I traveled the world. I was working probably 60 hours a week um, and I was achieving a lot and had a great social life and all of that. But all the while... There was always a part of me that was not really committed to that life and felt that there was more. And I had really felt that way kind of my whole life. Um, but I didn't know how to, yeah, I didn't know how to tap into that feeling. And I just kept escaping. I kept escaping. I kept numbing out. Um, and eventually, as I've heard you say before, Mark, the powers that be delivered me quite a two by four to the head <laughs> to say, Hey, we're not, we're not going on the right path here. Let's, let's realign. Um, and in my case, this showed up as in my, in my early thirties, I remember one time after an OBGYN appointment, the doctor telling me, you know, it looks like you might have endometriosis. And I'd never even heard of that. I had no idea what it was. I looked it up. I thought it sounded really scary. And I never thought about it again. 
Googling, Googling things never works out that well. But yeah, so you, sorry. So you, you looked it up and then you're like, bye. Literally, bye. And probably like went out that night and had some tequila and had a beautiful time with my friends. And like, I hear that's a good treatment for endometriosis. Oh, yeah. It's the way to go. Totally anti inflammatory. That's a joke, everybody. Yeah. That's a joke. So, <laughs> yeah, <we're joking. laughs> I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't actually treat anything with tequila. Mm -mm. So, um, but I was good at that. I was very good at that. And if you had, and uh, to anybody that did know me at that time, I seemed healthy. I looked healthy. I was very much a part of my community and really out there. And this is why I always kind of say too, we really can't tell how anybody feels based on looking at them. You just have no idea. Um, so because of that, I had a few voices in the medical community suggest to me that I should freeze my eggs because sometimes with endo and anyone listening who has had this come up in their health journey knows that sometimes it can cause some difficulty with fertility. So it was mm -hmm. recommended to me that I freeze my eggs and everyone was doing it. And I was like, great, sure, I'll try that. Well, I did. And unfortunately, I got a really serious infection from the procedure, which it's literally like a five or 10 minute procedure. They put you under in like a twilight sleep. It's very normal and usually there's no complications. Um, but I got a really serious infection from it. And even the practice that I did it with fully took responsibility. They were like, this happened during the procedure. But it wound me up in the hospital um, for five days the first time. And the situation got so bad that I actually had to have a surgery to surgically remove the infection because there was no other way to get it out. Um, it was walled off. This is the amazing. This is when I began to realize the human body is incredible and a huge mystery. My body walled that infection off, but there was no way to get to it. Um, you couldn't get to it with antibiotics. They couldn't get to it any other way. So I hired um, an endo surgeon and he did a great job on the surgery. He did remove the infection. Unfortunately, there was a complication. Um, so I went home and I was back in the ER a few days later. This is in 2018, so four years ago. I was back in the ER and had developed multiple um, infections post-surgery. And wow. I was, yeah, admitted to the ICU for... Spent about, I think, three days in the ICU, and I had to have a, a second surgery. So we're talking about four days after the first surgery um, to remove that infection. And then I was hospitalized for two weeks straight on all kinds of IV antibiotics. Um, but I forgot the real kicker. The real two-by-four was um, in... That space between the first surgery and the second, I the infection spread to my blood, and so I became septic, and I almost died. So um, this was my soul-rocking moment. And during those two weeks in the hospital, 
I realized that I'm a human living in a meat suit on this planet and I'm not in control. And clearly there were things I didn't understand about my body and why this was happening. And I wasn't getting any answers either within the um, conventional system. Really just a lot of complications. So that began my journey to healing from there. I, um, I eventually was sent home from the hospital with, without any information about how to actually like rebuild my health or recover. So I began working with a functional medicine team on that aspect of things. And I enrolled myself in a health coach certification program, not with the intention of becoming an actual health coach, just to save my own life because mm. I had almost died and I didn't want to die. I wanted to thrive and be healthy and flourish and be, be somebody who understood how to actually build health and not be living in the ways that I had been. So um, that's where it began. <laughs> mm. Look, I like to get my greens on the go. I don't want to compromise on quality. I want to get organic. I want non-GMO. I want all the things. And my favorite product from Organifi will never cease to be the green juice. And now they have a green apple flavor, which kicks ass. I think I can say that. But it kicks ass. It's so good. And it's so easy. You just take a glass of water, take a scoop of green juice, or you take the travel packs. They're great to travel with. You open it up, you put it in the water, you mix it, and then bam, you've got a green juice without the mess, without all that stuff. And you're getting all the nutrients that all these superfoods that are in the green juice provide. So go check it out. Go to Organifi.com slash create the love and you save 20% at checkout. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash create the love. And they have tons of amazing products. So go check it out and go save 20%. I mean, isn't it so true that we all go through the journey of self-discovery when we can't be helped by perhaps what we've been told are like the professionals or the experts in that field? And this is not to diminish what has been structured to say this person is an expert in that field. But to say like, you know, when I wanted to learn about relationships, it was because everything I'd been taught about relationships felt, a lot of it felt like a lie. A lot of life felt like I'd been lied to. And it, that was so much dissonance. But it was actually through my own rock bottom that made me want to look into that. And I, you said something earlier. It's like you had this incessant feeling for a lot of your life, which I did not, but that feeling of, I feel like there's more to this. And I, I think that that is one of the first telltale signs of this universe or your soul knocking on the door being like, Hey, like I'm potential. I'm over here and I'm like everything you love and you can feel super free over here. Uh, so I'm just going to give you this little sense of like, Hey, maybe there's more. Um, and it kind of shows up like that, but I think because it's so normalized in society to deny, like, like if you already have what is considered normal, then people say, just be grateful for what you have. Um, and in a way that's such a, I hate to always, <laughs> this term is so overused, but that's such gaslighting of your own, uh, possibility in order to stay at this stasis to keep everyone feeling comfortable, you know, and even the idea of health 
it's it's so fascinating like uh, as uh, someone who worked in the pharmaceutical industry for so long i really thought that was like how health worked like just medicine is a good thing you know when you're in a company you're like completely immersed in the propaganda of the company you know and and the industry of course because of dissonance you're not going to take in information i was so fast to dismiss criticisms of pharmaceutical companies and then when i started to study relationships i realized that basically all <laughs> issues stemmed from relational stress inflammatory like our emotional response to traumas we've experienced um and you know just seeing how important that is yeah 1000% um so much now now that i've spent time really on this return to my body and reconnecting to myself i realize that uh, a lot of this did stem from um unhealthy relationships. I mean, the, the primary one being with myself, just that I wasn't that connected. I was connected on some layer. There was some piece that was plugged in, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. And it was really, I had been in situations for so long where, you know, within myself, I wasn't really in touch with what I needed or wanted. And so of course I was, drawing in relationships that also couldn't hold that or didn't have capacity for that. So um, what my body went through was, I love what you said just about inflammation. I mean, yeah, that was a huge, a huge part of it. Um, and beginning to understand where I was in dynamics. I mean, I know you're, you know, we talk a lot about like codependent dynamics and things that I was hooked into really just um, always, again, sourcing from outside. I wasn't paying attention to those own those signals within my body, which is why I like to tell this story, because it's like if you do hear a whisper, you know, they are there. It's just a matter of whether or not you listen to them. And in my case, then it became a roar. Well, and if it's been normalized to ignore whispers, then it's like, oh, yeah, like I'll just have tequila, right? Because it's like, what a way to treat a whisper than to go into some form of numbing, distracting agent, which is so normally part of our culture, which shows you how normal it is for us to to experience the need to to treat the separation. And also that when we have sadness or grief or depression or emotions that come up that are indicating there is a gap or there is a space or there is an ignoring of whispers and sometimes shouts, that it's normalized within our culture to also treat those things with a pill. And I'm not obviously negating when there is a place and time for that, but saying like, it's so normal that even the industry has created and monetized that normality. Yeah, and I think this is something we talk about a lot at Sura Health and within our team is looking at this reductionistic paradigm of health and well-being where we're focused on symptoms and individuals. And we're on such a mission to expand that conversation because 
we aren't separate from one another. We aren't separate from our environments and our ecosystems and our relationships. All of those impact our health. And so, you know, a question we always ask is how do we heal in unwell systems? Right. Because these systems that we live in that keep us separate from ourselves, from the earth, from each other, aren't well. And that has an impact on us. And I do believe that the antidote to that is community and conversations like this and externalizing what has been internalized. I know that for me and for many of my clients and women we talk to is we believe we're broken. You know, a lot of the messages is like, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And it's like, uh, what if your body was responding in the exact appropriate way based off of what you've been carrying, what your lineage is carrying and the environments and systems in which you live? Like it just shifts the conversation and allows for a lot more space to enter so that we can actually tend to the roots and heal our nervous systems and heal our physical bodies so that we can increase our capacity to be with what hasn't been met or hasn't had the safety to be met. That's very much exactly what I ended up learning was um, as I dove deeper into the more integrative approach to health. And and I agree with what you were saying, Mark. I mean, medicine and conventional healthcare absolutely has a really important role. Um, we need both, especially for crisis care. You know, I might not be alive if I had not had that care available. So um, I'm, I'm here for all of it. And they all have a time and place. Um, what turned out to be what was going on with me actually was... Um, Endo was really a symptom in my case of much, much deeper root causes, which were uh, a biotoxin illness that was really driven by mold toxicity, other types of toxins, you know, pesticides, heavy metals. There was a whole bunch of stuff. Um, New York City. New York City. Yes. New York City. Anyone listening from New York, not, not where you live in New York. Or Brooklyn, especially not in Brooklyn. Yeah, and so it was exactly that. I Ultimately, the way that I've been healing is from clearing my system of just all the things that don't belong there. You know, humans didn't, we didn't evolve as quickly as our chemical industry has evolved. Oh my God, right? Like the amount of fillers and uh, like food things that have been created to try to extract more and more and more and more like it's just that continued capitalistic mindset which there are benefits to it's just when it's not kept in check in terms of its need to just get more and more and more and more and you know chemicals and then what does that do to our bodies like since the birth of allopathic medicine and i totally agree with you regarding i mean i've been saved twice by emergency medicine so shit i'm very grateful uh and and both were like edge of life moments that really like you taught me the vulnerability of being a soul in a meat suit and it, you know because as you age like you learn how to use language and you learn how to show up in this meat suit differently but your soul doesn't really age right like you don't feel i don't feel any older than i was at 25 but certainly my perception and ability to communicate and show up in the world has changed drastically, I, w- I, w- I would say. And, you know, when I think about this continued need for, like, even this idea that 
sorry, I'll get back to my other point. Since the birth of allopathic medicine, are we more healthy? And the truth is that no, we are not. You know, in the last 50 to 60 to 70 years, we're actually more sick than we've ever been. And in the last 20 to 30, we have more autoimmune, more all the things. And, and that's why, like, if we could just literally just sit with that true data, then we can say, okay, well, then as much as medicine has become, ha- has been very miraculous, it also has a line where it can't do the work for us that requires the, like, baseline stuff. And that's, I think it's interesting how, from a capacity perspective, we've generated the impossibility to hold both ends. That like it is both, medicine is both good and actually potentially causing harm and actually not benefiting in certain aspects. And that's just a simple truth because if we know we're sicker than we used to be, then there's actually other things that are going on. And I always think of that line from Francis Weller where he says the fastest way for the soul to die is to do the same thing from nine to five. And I think, again, that's part of that extractive capitalistic system. And I know I can tell you're stewing, so I'll just give you the mic. (laughs) I have nothing to say about that. What do you mean? This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. As you were speaking, Mark, I, I'm, I'm just feeling into this continued separation from self, from the earth, from one another, from what truly matters. And it does feel like a call. Not sure if those listening feel this in their own beings, in their own bodies, in their own depths, is is there is a different way. And I think as a society and as a collective humanity, we've been sold, you know, one one pathway forward in terms of our development. And that moves more into uh, the expansion and technological advancement. And I just want to say that that's not the only way, you know, the advancement of, of medicine, like all of that is great. And I think it might be, actually, I don't think, I know it's bringing us further and further away from what we actually truly need. Belonging, community, uh, connection to the earth, to the cycles, to nature, to our own innate purpose for being here on the planet at this time. And I want to go back to something Meg brought forward in terms of her process of detoxification. This happens on every single layer from the physical body to our mental states of like really looking and examining all of our mental um, narratives and stories and imprints that we've been given and handed down um, over generations and also in this colonial capitalist patriarchal society we live in. And then you have to go to the emotions. What are my emotional wounds? What have I been carrying? What's been planted in my body? How is this still impacting my ability to see myself clearly and another clearly? And how can I increase my capacity in community to be seen and held in this process of release, of purification, of release. 
And then you go into the energetic. Okay, what do I need to detox here? Where am I leaking my emotional and energetic energy into my environment? Where am I taking on stuff that isn't mine or is my responsibility? And then we go to the spirituality, which, oh my gosh, I'm sure all of us have our own unique paths with spirituality here, is examining the spiritual beliefs and imprints that have been planted into our consciousness based off of our religious upbringing or spiritual upbringing and the impact of that in our own connection to divine and to our own understanding of ourselves as spiritual beings on this planet. That's the one that really gets me in my core is I believe we've lost sight of who we are. Mm-hmm. As spiritual beings, I believe we've lost sight of our innate power to come together and to co-create a world that that is nourishing, that does provide us with flourishment. And some of you maybe know this about me, but I'm a manifester, so I go big V vision in human and, and human design. And so I have to bring it down into the 3D world, which is where Mark and Meg really support me. Um, and then there's the relational aspect, Meg, and I'd, I, I'd love for you to, to expand on your own process there. Um, cause I know Mark and I have shared our story, but really healing the nervous system and getting clear about where am I still in relational dynamics that are toxic, that aren't good for me. And I'm not like, I know that word toxicity gets thrown around a lot these days, but I'm just looking at it as an overall organism. Does this relationship bring me nourishment? Does this environment bring me nourishment? Does it allow me to thrive? So think of yourself as a plant. Like if you're placed in a healthy environment where there's love, where there's witnessing, where there's care, where there's consideration, you have the ability to thrive, to take up more space, to feel really good about your right to be here on this planet. And when you're being met with shame, blame, judgment, criticism constantly, do you feel like you're going to grow into a beautiful plant and live into your full potential? Probably not. And so I wish that for all of us. And I believe we all have the ability to create these ecosystems within ourselves and in our communities. Yeah, it's, it's, it's special to have this conversation with both of you because a lot of what I've learned along that path, um, I've, I've learned a lot of it from both of you. And really what was surprising to me that happened is as I began to detox my body physically, so doing, you know, all the sauna and the binders and all the, you know, protocols and this and that, and I changed my diet. So I did do all of that. I did address the physical layer and I don't want to gloss over that because it is so important. And as I did that, so I... I moved out of the place I was living where there was, you know, some toxic mold. Um, I moved into this beautiful, clean space and all of a sudden I began to have so much more clarity because my body was starting to calm down. My nervous system was starting to regulate better. And I began to really see where I was in relational dynamics that were not healthy. Um, and ultimately, Kylie, just like you were saying, I mean, a lot of it stemmed from um, having grown up in an environment where it, where I didn't know what safety felt like in my body. So um, 
I was really just, yeah, continuing to play out the templates that I was used to. And I was in therapy and, you know, I did have support and I had learned a lot about a lot of different things, but there was this aspect around knowing what safety felt like and also learning to tell the truth and understand first what my truth was and then being able to find relationships that could hold that. Um, and at that time, you know, when I was kind of going through the health crisis and then coming out of it, um, I was still in some dynamics that were um, not able to, first, I wasn't showing up completely as myself because I hadn't been as in touch. So I began to come back to the body. I began to pay more attention to actually what my needs were and what I needed. Um, but truthfully, I, I had always thought of myself as someone who like communicated really well and, you know, was really open. Actually, it turned out <laughs> I was pretty emotionally unavailable and avoidant in a lot of ways. I just was so far from it that I like did not know. To be fair, most avoiding people probably think that about themselves. Right? <laughs> They're like, man, they just are so needy. I'm such a good communicator. I say this for self-identification at some point too. Totally, totally. And I recently, just the other week, a good friend was was asking me, you know, how how have you healed. And she's, she's been along for so much of this journey and she's seen all the different things I've done and all the modalities that I've used. But really I was trying to explain to her, like really what it has come down to, because so much of this is, is energy. So much of it is suppressed emotion. Um, and then when we're in relationships that are, you know, if you're in like a relationship and your partner says something and then like, I remember I used to get like these there would just be like these stomach aches, you know, like I just felt like something was off, but I, I didn't have the, like, I didn't know, I had never been modeled how to tell the truth, even when it was uncomfortable. I had only mm -hmm. been modeled like repression, suppression, um, people pleasing, freezing, which so many of us are, we just don't even realize that this isn't like a blame of my family whatsoever. Um, not at all. In fact, I think so much of this is cultural. And so I was trying to explain to my friend, like so much of this has been, yeah, the, the journey to truth and finding relationships where I can show up as my whole self in my whole energy and be met and be witnessed and do the same for the other. Because again, it changes the energy in your body and creates like a life force versus a life drain. My battery was literally drained, especially in my heart. A lot of this has been the journey back to the heart too. And this is what I love about Zura is we go through all of these layers. And even when I started my healing journey, I didn't, I didn't understand how full circle it was all going to end up being. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. 
so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. Do you mean full circle as in, because uh, you mentioned you're doing, you're taking these supplements, doing these protocols. Essentially, like I think a lot of the time we get to places where the two by four is an illness of some type, an autoimmune, you know, whatever it might be, which we have to at least appreciate the irony. I, I think we always need to bring humor to the ridiculousness of life. We have to appreciate the irony that an autoimmune disease is literally the body attacking itself. When we think of what that represents of us ignoring ourselves, us, and again, not negating the environmental stimulus that can trigger autoimmune, the, but we, we have to then save our bodies from those things. And that's where allopathic medicine can be helpful. That's where these protocols that you're talking about get our body back to a place of somewhat stasis so then we can dig into the layers of that are below in the psycho spaces in the spaces in our our physiology you know like we think of like back pain all those types of things it's so crazy when you start expressing how much your jaw relaxes when all of a sudden you're like not carrying everyone's bullshit wow your back really gets a lot better and it's so fascinating to me how much like when someone leaves a relationship, all of a sudden all their gut pain is gone. And I don't think anyone can deny that. So if we can't deny that because I think we all know someone or have ourselves experienced at least a small sample of that. Like you go on vacation away from your life and you're good. You can eat whatever, you're you're losing weight and you're not even trying. And then you get back home and you're like, you know. It's just, it's a, it's like we have, we have to start often with food because it's so fast to give us feedback. We have to start with doing things for our body. And it's not, if you're just treating something that is a symptom and you're getting relief from the symptom, you, you still are dependent on something. And it's actually like, how do you get to the core thing? I've I've obviously, I think you both know, I've been consuming a lot of Peter Crone's work and he's become a good friend and he was on the podcast and he's fucking hilarious and he's so smart. And he said like, everyone is living with a fundamental lie that they're not enough. And, and we take whatever we've been through and we create something that's relative to that. And that thing is what would have been better. And then it's just that belief of something better should have happened or I deserve different. And much like you were talking about your childhood, like feeling the need for safety, but then having to develop the belief that you're not worthy of safety and then entering, creating unsafe environments within ourselves and our relationships because it's familiar. And I say that, you know, equally echoing this like sort of you can only accept unworthy circumstances if you believe you're unworthy you know and I, I saw you flicking your fingers there let's go I always say with food specifically I don't for I'm sure that many of you relate that there's something about this shift in how we feed ourselves how we nourish our own bodies how that plays a role in in how we hold ourselves like it's, this is a choice. This is like, I love myself. I care about myself. I want to nourish this body, this being, this mind, this life. And one thing I always laugh about is I never thought that spirulina 
and green smoothies would completely turn my life upside down. But that's what would that's what happened. I was you know, like every basic person in totally. the world is so grateful that you said that but, for all the green juices. But listen, for those of you who've I was Mark always he he likes to make fun of me, but I have a very sensitive body and energetic I don't know, blueprint that when I first had spirulina, <laughs> I had way too much of it. I had like, I think a tablespoon and a half and I was high on spirulina <laughs> almost where I, where I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you could experience this amount of levity of life of energy. I mean, electrons, just think about it. It's just like a high dose of energy. And, um, I was just like, on a different level from a consciousness perspective, but there is something that shifts and I love consciousness and consciousness science, but it's at the fundamental level, it's me making this choice is, is me confirming my own desire yeah. to love, to live, to nourishment. Is that, that reinforcement of the belief, you know, to be nourished, to choose a nourishing choice, whether it's food or a boundary, uh, it actually makes a deposit in the body of nourishment. And it says, hey, that fundamental lie that you've been living by is actually not true and you just invalidated it through this choice. And it also makes the whispers louder, you know, as we start to... Isn't that true, hey? It like puts gasoline on the soul. All of a sudden the soul's like, I got you, bitch. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming for you, you know? Now that we've opened the door with spirulina and green juice, we're coming for you. And, and that's essentially what happened for me. Is, is spirulina open the doorway for me to listen? And that's, that's the one thing that I always laugh about is it starts small. It really does. It feels like it starts small. It's not like we're going to turn overturn our whole lives in one day, but it's like, where can we begin right now in this moment? Where can we begin to choose ourselves, choose life and step-by-step meet this invitation and consciously engage with our soul instead of it unconsciously engaging with us. I I hope that we, we get to a place collectively where we can create environments and communities to engage with ourselves, to cook our own souls into, into maturation through easier pathways. That's the thing is so much of, at least what I've learned in my journey it's actually pretty simple and foundational, the ways to actually build your health. It just, it is so far from the way that most of us have been raised. And so when you, I sort of like to like joke that I, you know, I was a little bit like asleep at the wheel before I was kind of on autopilot again, just like. I won't even say I was a little bit, <laughs> but I got to say the car I was in was awesome. <laughs> Like not literally, I was in a regular basic car, but like my life was pretty awesome, but I was super asleep. I was doing everything I was taught. A thousand percent. Same. I was, I was just ticking off the boxes, the master's degree, the summer in the Hamptons, which, you know, by the way, that was really fun. Summer in the Hamptons. I would laugh. In the Hamps. Sorry, if you would say it correctly. When we, that's where a lot of, I think, and I, and I've seen this with clients of mine and friends and just other people in our community. It's like, that's how we hit the burnout. But instead, if you 
make your life about making choices every day, it's always in the habits. It's like these small choices. I always just think to myself, like health is a lifestyle. It's just the choices that I make now. And the the most important one is that I be aligned with myself and my values and acting from that space. Everything else comes from there. My health, my relationships, everything. That I just, is health. that is health. And I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't there, but that's why this is a fun and beautiful journey is that there is so much healing available. Like, you know, if anyone's listening, who's going through something or, you know, having a lot of, yeah, trouble trying to heal something or live with something there, there are so many roots to these things. It's just a matter of like finding out what they are, but a lot of them are the emotional, the spiritual. Um, that was certainly the case with me. And this is what I love so much about Zura because, um, in my first health coach program, I wasn't, uh, I did not do Zura. If I was going through a program now, I would do Zura, but I didn't have as much training on the relational health and the emotional health. But what I've actually found as I practice with clients, which is really fascinating to me, is that usually we start out talking more about that physical layer, like the physical symptoms. Maybe it's SIBO or another autoimmune or, you know, infertility or lots of different things. By the fourth or fifth session, it's I need to set a boundary with my mom or, you know, my partner's driving me crazy. And like, then I need more kale, but I actually need to set a boundary with my mom. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Exactly. And then we get into those layers and we find out like where, where does this, where is this person like leaking energy? Where do they need to be more in alignment? And like Kai, I think you were saying this before, most of us just didn't grow up with permission to really hold that space. And so that's something we're really big in trying to normalize, like living in alignment with yourself and your values and giving other people the space to do the same, because this is how we build our health. So we're not letting all this energy out that our body needs. Um, and we're not like enmeshing with other people or trying to fix or save. Oh, I love, I loved to do that before too, you know? So <laughs> all of it has been like the containment, bringing it back in, and I think that's something that's really special about the way we train at Zura that I haven't found anywhere else. But as I practice, is just so valuable because it always comes back to relationships in some way. Yeah, isn't that? It's like you can drink spirulina and if you're and it will give you a feeling of what alignment could be while that spirulina is in your body and it is rewarding you for a choice. And it will never be enough to heal what is inherently a toxic environment within ourselves 
or within our um, ecosystem, whatever that might look like. And, you know, it makes me think a lot of like, which is a whole other podcast of like germ theory versus terrain theory, which I think holds a lot of uh, possibility and truth. They're both theories, just so we all remember. Uh, Not one has been finalized. Uh, So can we learn a little more then about, because you're speaking about layers. So can we learn a little more about Zura Health and what it offers in terms of access to or being a pathway uh, to that form of healing? Would be honored to jam on Zura, the, the, the being, the business, the, the mission that keeps on inviting myself, Jess, and the whole team back home again and again. Who's uh, Jess? Jess is my twin sister and the co-founder of Zura. Perfect. And we have a beautiful team. Meg Crockett is a community steward and the head of our uh, coaching program and facilitation. And to boil it all down, Zura is a pathway. And we begin in the soil. We begin looking at the systems um, that we've been living in and the impact of those systems, both familial, cultural, ancestral, intergenerational, and their impact on our own individual ecosystem and nervous system specifically. So we get to the roots and we start there. It's like, okay, well, let's examine the nervous system. Let's examine what's here, what's been planted, and how those imprints are impacting our ability to be in our bodies and be present with what is here. So We start there and then we move into nourishing those seven layers. And that's the physical layer, the emotional layer, the mental layer, the energetic layer, spiritual layer, and relational layer. And after looking at how these systems, both familial and all the way out into intergenerational and ancestral, imprint and impact every single layer starting from the physical all the way to the relational, we can begin to look at what can we shift? Where can we begin and and what can we shift? What steps do we need to take in order to move the needle back into inner harmony and environmental harmony? And so that might look like a boundary with mom. That might look like moving our bodies once a day. That might look like sitting in silence. That might look like learning relational skills so that we can have more skill when we're in conversation with those people we love. Um, That might look like stepping forward and living more deeply aligned with our own truth and our own calling for being here on the planet at this time. It'll look different for everyone. And that's really what Zura is rooted in is, is all of us have our own unique pathway and process and all of these layers show up for all of us and they are all interrelated. And that's one thing that I also just really love about this framework and pathway is we look at how all things interrelate, both the ecosystem in which we live, as well as the ecosystem within, because this is a a journey of both and tending to our internal village and also our external village. And then I forgot the environmental layer, which is all of the beautiful pieces that Meg mentioned. So the tox- toxins, pesticides, EMF, all of the things that our bodies are still trying to figure out and adapt to and find solutions um, to <laughs> live within these these new soils, if you will. And then underneath all of that is our commitment to returning to the earth, to living in 
a more cyclic way of allowing ourselves to live in alignment with the seasons, our own bodies, and returning to the soil and our remembrance that we are not separate from the planet. And the more we tend to the planet, the more we can remember our unique and sacred purpose for being here on this planet as human beings, which is to be stewards of the planet and the whole circle of life. We are not the only species on this planet and how we show up impacts every other species on this planet. So from there, we move into the flourish stage, which is all about embodied leadership. So living your why, embodying your why, and and amplifying your why because you do have a seed of remembrance planted in your own heart. You do have your own unique reason and and purpose for being here on this planet. And Zura really wants to water and tend to that so that it can bloom into its full potential. Beautiful. Uh, so do people take it on their own? How does it work? So this is a community journey. And it is an eight-month journey are our core foundations where we start at the soil. We tend to those seven layers that I just discussed and then move into art of coaching and learning the practical skills and how to hold space well and trauma-informed coaching principles. And then all of that is done within a community where Meg herself and another community steward hold monthly calls. We bring in educators, elders, additional voices to weave together a really beautiful and diverse tapestry of wisdom And then, of course, there's also your nourishment. So we have a monthly tea circle, a monthly nourish, and a monthly movement class that we've also integrated alongside the educational curriculum and uh, educator workshops to ensure that there's a beautiful both and happening. How do I tend to myself while also learn this information and tend to others? Because that is key. When does it start? The Zura Health... 2022 coach health coach certification program uh, begins April 11th and our enrollment is currently open until March 25th, 2022. So just a couple of weeks until we close those beautiful doors and it's an invitation. It's an invitation to answer the call of your own soul, of your own unique purpose for being here. And if you are one of those souls who everybody comes to to ask for support and you're ready to take that step and to legitimize that and in any way, or you're ready to step into your own unique medicine and magic, uh, then we would love to have you. Sweet. And when you're done, this group adventure and solo adventure into one's own soul, uh, you then become a certified health coach, right? Correct. Sweet. Okay. Meg, you got any final words? Yeah, I um, would just say that it's a beautiful journey really about, yeah, removing some of the, the illusions around, around life and coming back to the truth, coming back to the earth, coming back to remembering how it feels to actually thrive and to have, have the tools yourself. Um, to not feel like you constantly have to like outsource your decisions around your health and supporting other people on that same path. I know I can say it's been the most fulfilling 
um, choice that I've made in my life. And I really think the, the world is ripe for a new paradigm around how we take care of our bodies. Um, there's a better way. So yeah, we're just super, super excited for this, this next group and it's going to be good. All right. So you heard it here. If you want to sign up, apply, where do you go? www.zurahealth.co backslash coaching certification program. But you can find us on Instagram at Zura Health and you will have all the links in your bio and that's the best place to find us. We'll put the links in the show notes, but it's www.zurahealth.co slash coaching certification program. If you don't know how to spell that, Google it. Uh, <laughs> and with all that, thank you both for being here. I think I can speak for the the person, the people listening to say that uh, grateful for the stewardship and the leadership and healing is something that never ends. And I think, you know, for you listening, if you're feeling called to this journey of not just healing within, but also being a guide for other people and and also aligning not only the healing within yourself, but also with the healing of the planet. Yes. Uh, this is this is it. Heal your body, heal the earth. Boom. And eat sweet potato <laughs> fries on and the spirulina. way. And spirulina. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love.